So there are three big advertising platforms for authors, Facebook ads, Amazon ads, and BookBub ads. There's pros and cons to each. There's a lot of noise, a lot of conflicting information online about which ads platform performs best. So how do you really know which one you should start with? If this is your first foray into the world of advertising your books, let's discuss. Welcome back to the Author Ads Academy podcast, where I'm here to help you navigate the choppy waters of author advertising and at the end of the day help you to sell more books and build an amazing career as an author. I'm your host Matt Holmes, great to be with you today for episode two of the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode, I really do appreciate you being here. So as I mentioned right at the beginning of the episode, we're going to be talking about which ad platform you should be starting with if you've never run ads before. Now, there are three big advertising platforms that authors predominantly use. They're Facebook ads, Amazon ads, and BookBub ads. Now, some authors just use the one platform, others use a combination of them, and some use none at all apart from during launches and promos. There is a lot of confusing noise and conflicting information out there as to which platform is best. And honestly, there really is no best platform because these platforms, they will perform differently for different authors, different books, different audiences, and different genres. So whatever you do, whichever platform you decide to use, I recommend that you stick with just that one for now. Don't try and learn all three at once because you're gonna become confused, frustrated, and by splitting your attention in so many different directions, you run the risk of none of them performing particularly well for you and declaring that ads don't work. So there's a acronym I like to use whenever I'm looking at possible directions I could go in for the business and for anything in life really, and that is FOCUS. So FOCUS stands for follow one course until successful. And this acronym really does apply well to ads, particularly when you're just getting going with them. Once you're confident using that first ad platform and you're getting good results from it, then if and when you're ready, stack a second ad platform on top whilst you continue to work on that first ads platform. But please don't feel that you have to add a second ad platform on top if you don't want to, if you haven't got the capacity to do so. It's definitely not a necessity. You can get fantastic results just from focusing on that one ad platform. Just by adding a second ad platform into the mix, you do spread the risk, if you like, of that ad platform not performing for a few days or a few weeks for whatever reason. So you just spread the risk by having a second ad platform, but it's by no means a necessity. Now, one thing to know about advertising, just as with publishing really, is that things do change pretty rapidly. So you will never stop learning with ads. You know, the fundamentals of each ad platform remain pretty consistent, but it's the intricacies and certain strategies that can change over time, or you know, at least become less effective than they once were. So ads do work, but they do take some persistence and patience before they really start delivering fantastic results for you. So yes, ads can be daunting, but let's put this into perspective with something that you can perhaps better relate to. So when you jump in your car and you're visiting a friend who lives, let's say two hours away, you know where you are right now, let's say home, and you know where you want to get to, your friend's house but you don't know the route turn by turn. You can't see the entire route in front of you. When you're driving, you see maybe 50 feet in front of you, you drive that 50 feet, then you see the next 50 feet, you drive it, and so on and so on. You take it turn by turn. Sure, there could be 
roadworks, there could be diversions, or other things happening on the road that require you to take a detour. But you take it in your stride, it doesn't stress you out. And this exact same principle can be applied to running ads. You know where you are right now, that could be selling a few books possibly, or selling no books at all. And you know where you want to be, which could be selling books every single day, even enough to be a full-time author perhaps. But again, you can't see the entire route mapped out in front of you. Well, how are you going to achieve your goals with ads? But you start, you test, you learn. A little bit at a time, turn by turn, and over time, you feel yourself moving closer to your destination. Yes, there are going to be times when your ads don't work as well as they did the day before, the week before, the month before. But you don't let this deter you. You keep moving forwards. Just as with driving to your friend's house, you can't see the entire route, but you keep going, you keep driving. It's exactly the same thing with ads. So, as an example, when I started advertising my wife's books, they were earning about £30 a month. That's without ads. And within the space of around six months, they were earning between three and £4,000 a month. And that was with just two books. That's just two books out. Now, this didn't happen overnight by any means. I made mistakes. I learned. I adapted. I looked at the data and optimised based on that data. So if there's one thing I want you to take away from this episode, it's that there is no such thing as failure with ads. If an ad quote unquote failed, you have the data from that ad. You can learn from it and you know what doesn't work for the future. There's a great quote by Thomas Edison who once said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. Now that's a really powerful quote for life in general, but also with ads because there are going to be ads that don't work. That's just inevitable. It's going to happen. So taking Thomas Edison's view of not failing, you've just found so many ways that don't work. It can really, really help in terms of your mindset when it comes to running ads. So ads, yes, they do work and they can be immensely powerful, but they're not a silver bullet. So there's one thing to understand about ads, and that is that there is something called ad variance. So by this, I mean that the performance of ads is going to be different every day. It's not going to be consistent. Some days they're going to perform incredibly well, other days not so well. You could have ads that perform better on weekdays than on weekends or vice versa. You can also have great months and less great months in terms of royalties from the ads. In the same vein, uh, there's different times of year that can also affect how your ads perform. Christmas, New Year, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Easter, summer holidays, Thanksgiving. These can all affect how your ads perform and the associated cost with your ads as well. Because in, let's say, Q4, quarter four of every year, there's going to be more advertisers online because of Black Friday, Cyber Monday and Christmas. So with more advertisers, that means there's less inventory, less space for ads. And your ad costs are going to go up. It's a simple supply and demand situation. Now, what's important to understand is that despite these fluctuations in your ad performance, that you don't make rash decisions on your ads. If things are continuing to show a consistent pattern in a downward direction, then yes, this is unlikely to be ad variance and more likely to be an issue related to the ads themselves, or it could be an issue on your book product page. So as I mentioned a little earlier, one potential workaround for ad variance is to have more than one ads platform running at any one time. So that if one ad platform performs not so well one day, the other platform could pick up the slack. So for example, you could have Facebook ads and Amazon ads running at the same time. And if the Facebook ads 
don't perform particularly well, then there's a good chance that the Amazon ads will pick up the slack from the Facebook ads and vice versa, it works both ways. It's also a good idea to have other forms of marketing driving traffic to your books, such as newsletter swaps, promotions with other authors. You've got promo sites such as Free Booksy and Robin Reads, particularly during a launch or a promo. So ultimately you don't want to be 100% reliant on one single traffic source. So let's shift gears a little bit now and move into the pros and cons of each of these big three advertising platforms and help you make a decision as to which one is right for you to start with. At the end, I'll also give my recommendation as to which ad platform I will get started with if I was just getting going for the first time with ads. So let's start with the pros of Facebook ads. Now I typically see cheaper clicks on Facebook ads than I do with the other ad platforms. So for Facebook ads, I generally see cost per clicks of between 10 and 15 pence most of the time. Some days I'll see clicks that are below 10 pence. Other times they'll be between 15 and 20 pence. That's the sort of average that I tend to see. On Amazon, however, my ads tend to deliver clicks of, in the US store, the Amazon US store, I generally see clicks around 50 cents plus per click. And the Amazon UK store, I tend to see costs between 20 and 30 pence per click. So that's a big difference in terms of costs. Moving on, you can reach massive audiences with Facebook ads, often in the millions and millions of people. Providing these are the right people that you're targeting, you have a lot of potential for scaling with Facebook ads. Also on the targeting side of things, you can get extremely granular. You can target by authors, TV shows, movies, age range, gender, locations. There's a whole ream of different targeting options you have with Facebook ads that aren't available with the other ad platforms. Another unique aspect of Facebook ads is that you can retarget people who have clicked or engaged with your ads or your Facebook page over a certain period of time. For example, you can target people who have clicked on your ad in the past seven days, 14 days, 60 days, 180 days. So you can get really specific with your retargeting audiences and deliver different messages to different people depending on when they last interacted with your brand on Facebook. This can be your page or your ads. Now Facebook ads, they're really easy to scale. If you give Facebook $100, they will spend it. Now the same cannot be said for Amazon ads as we'll cover in a minute here. Another great pro for Facebook ads is that if you're struggling for ideas in terms of your creative, so the ads themselves, then you can look at ads other authors are running with what's called the Facebook ads library and gain inspiration from them. Now what I'm not saying is to copy these ads but they are a great resource for being inspired for your own Facebook ads and modeling what is already working for your own books and your own audiences. I'll leave a link to the Facebook ads library in the show notes, which you can access by going to matthewjhomes.com forward slash episode two. That's the number two. So moving on to the cons then of Facebook ads. Touching on targeting again, you can only really target the big name authors, your Dan Browns, your Ken Follett, your Stephanie Myers, your JK Rowlings. You can't target 99.9% .9 of independently published authors as you can with Amazon ads and BookBub ads. So that is one drawback to Facebook ads. Facebook ads also have the biggest learning curve because there is a lot of data to look at and the options you have when you're setting up your ads are pretty vast. Now, one of the biggest, biggest drawbacks to Facebook ads is tracking. In short, you can't track your ads. There is a workaround using what are known as Amazon associate links. These will allow you to put uh, special links into your ads 
and you can use your Amazon Associates dashboard to track which ads actually generated sales. However, using Amazon Associate links inside of paid advertising is against Amazon's terms of service. So I wouldn't recommend using this method. Use it at your own risk, but it is an option. Now the associate links, they're not 100% accurate, but they will give you a good understanding of which ads and audiences are performing well. But as I said, use these at your own risk. Just as with tracking sales from Facebook ads, you can't track page reads either. Even by using the Amazon associate links, you can't track page reads. Something that you can do with Amazon ads. Facebook ads do also require some design skills and some creativity to create the ad images which you can make using tools like Adobe Photoshop or Canva, for example. As I mentioned a few moments ago, if you're struggling for ideas for your ad creative, so your ad images, then look at the Facebook ads library for some inspiration. Now with Facebook ads, you're doing something called interruption marketing. You're interrupting people on their Facebook newsfeed. So you really need to think creatively to create compelling ad copy. And by ad copy, I mean the text that appears in your Facebook ads. Your ads need to entice people enough to take them away from Facebook and onto Amazon or wherever you're selling your book and hope that they will actually buy your book. So for this, you need to take off your author hat and put on your copywriting hat because with the ad copy, you're not telling a story, you're not outlining the whole plot of your book. With Facebook ads, you're teasing people enough that they want to click your ad and hopefully buy your book. The other thing about Facebook ads is that people who are on Facebook, they're scrolling the newsfeed, they're not in a purchasing mindset. They don't go to Facebook thinking, hmm, I wonder what book I should buy next. They do this on retailers like Amazon. Having said this, with the low price point of books, typically below $4.99 for self-published authors, they are an impulse buy for the right reader, which is why Facebook ads can work incredibly well once you get your ad creative and your targeting dialed in. Let's now move on to Amazon ads then. So Amazon ads appear on search results and on book product pages. Some authors love them and get outstanding results from them. Others get mediocre results and some authors report terrible results and just can't seem to get them profitable. I will tell you this, they can certainly take some testing to get right, but when you do, the results can be pretty amazing. So let's dive into the pros and cons. The pros of Amazon ads then. You're advertising on a platform where readers are looking for the next book they want to read. They're not killing time on Facebook scrolling on their newsfeed. Contrary to Facebook ads, with Amazon ads, you don't have to create any type of ad creative ad images because Amazon will use your book cover to create the ad image. The ads dashboard of Amazon ads is a relatively simple interface, especially when you compare it to the likes of the Facebook ads dashboard. Now, one of the great things about Amazon ads is if you're short on time, they do offer an automatic targeting option, which lets Amazon do all the work for you. They find the keywords and they find other books to advertise your book on so that you don't have to do the legworking, finding and researching these targets. These automatic targeting ads take two or three minutes to set up and they are almost set it and forget it. Now, I don't believe you should ever create ads and forget about them, but automatic targeting ads come about as close as you can get to this. So I'd still recommend checking up on them at least once a week just to make sure that they're actually doing something for you and not just spending your money and not delivering any sales or page reads for you. While we're on the topic of targeting with Amazon ads, as well as the automatic targeting, you can also target by keywords such as crime thriller, sweet romance, uh, keto diet, how to grow orchids, for example. You also have category targeting. So you can target particular categories such as historical romance, business and money, 
or urban fantasy, for example. And my favourite type of Amazon ads targeting where you can be laser, laser focused on specific books is with something called product targeting. This is where you tell Amazon that you want your book to show up on a specific book using its ASIN, which is the unique code that Amazon applies to every single book on Amazon. Every book's got its own ASIN. And you essentially tell Amazon, I want my book to show up on this book's product page. Now these product targeting ads, they are slightly more expensive than the other targeting options. And that's because you're being so specific, but they can be incredibly powerful. And in my experience, they are the best performing type of targeting. Amazon ads also work incredibly well for advertising full price books on an evergreen basis. So by evergreen, I mean ads that you have running all year round consistently, or at least for an extended period of time, not just for promos and launches. Amazon ads are also really good for Kindle Unlimited. So if you're exclusive to Amazon, you will earn money from page reads and Amazon ads can be a great source of driving traffic and generating more page reads for your books. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this section, you're advertising books to readers who are looking for books. So conversion rates tend to be higher from Amazon ads than they are on Facebook ads. That's not always true, but it can be the case for many authors. Let's move on then to the cons of Amazon ads. So they can be slow to report sales and data in the dashboard. Uh, there is around a 12 hour delay for the numbers such as clicks, sales, page reads, etc. So you don't want to be making decisions too rapidly with Amazon ads. You need to let the data roll in and the ads warm up because they do tend to work on their own timescale. Another con to Amazon ads is that they are difficult to scale and it can be hard to make Amazon spend your money. Unlike Facebook ads where they happily take every penny you can give them, which can be frustrating when you've got something that's working really, really well and Amazon just won't take your money. So that's one drawback to Amazon ads. There are workarounds and we'll discuss those in the future episodes. As I mentioned a little earlier, then the clicks for Amazon ads can be quite expensive depending on the genre and the targeting that you're going after. And because clicks are more expensive, it can be difficult to make your Amazon ads profitable unless you have multiple books in a series. Ideally, I'd recommend at least three books minimum in the same series to make your Amazon ads profitable. Now with the time you're saving by not creating ad creative, so add images for your Amazon ads, instead you're gonna have to be spending time researching and collecting targets. This can be keywords, it can be other book titles for your Amazon ads. And this can take many hours to do this research, particularly if you want to target very specific books, say by targeting the ASINs. There are tools out there to make the research process quicker, such as Publisher Rocket, which is my favorite Amazon ads tool to collect keywords and categories for my Amazon ads campaigns. And finally then, let's take a look at the pros and cons of BookBub ads. So BookBub ads, they're different to the BookBub featured deals that you may have heard of, which can cost anywhere from a few hundred dollars to over a thousand dollars. BookBub ads appear at the bottom of the daily BookBub featured deal emails and they work on a pay-per-click, so a CPC, or a paper 1000 impressions basis. And this impressions basis is called a CPM model. So you've got CPC, pay-per-click, CPM, paper 1000 impressions. They're also self-serve, meaning that you can set up BookBub ads anytime you like, just as with Facebook and Amazon ads. The difference with BookBub ads, however, is that the ads don't go through an approval process they can actually start running almost instantly. Let's then look at the pros of BookBub ads. So they are amazing for launches and promos, particularly when you can price the book you're advertising with your BookBub ads at 99 cents or free, because this is a platform where readers have signed up to receive great deals on books 
and new books work incredibly well with BookBub ads. You may also find that BookBub ads have a higher conversion rate than Facebook ads, particularly when you're advertising a great deal. Another great thing about BookBub ads is that you can receive data almost instantly on the performance of your ads. And BookBub ads are relatively quick to set up once you have your ad creative ready. So your ad creative is your ad image. You can make adjustments to your BookBub ads at any time and you'll see results within hours, even minutes of making these adjustments. Whereas the other ad platforms, it can take a while for the changes you make to actually show an impact on your ad performance. BookBub ads, they can work on an evergreen basis if you have a book that is permanently at 99 pence, 99 cents, or even free. And you can be consistently running BookBub ads to different audiences to bring people into your series. So that's one option for running BookBub ads on a consistent basis. Let's now then look at the cons of BookBub ads. They do require a good deal of testing. In my experience, you need to spend at least $100 minimum to find some good performing ads and some good performing targets. They can be expensive until you find these winning audiences and these winning ads, but once you do, the costs can come down quite significantly. BookBub ads, they do have their own ad creative building tool, but for the best results, I recommend creating your own ad creative using Photoshop or Canva. The ad creative is one of the most important elements of your BookBub ads. So as with Facebook, it does take some time and some creativity to actually build these ad images. If you're struggling with coming up with ideas for your BookBub ads, then what I recommend you do is go to bookbub.com, sign up as a reader, select the genre that you write in, when you're signing up and you'll receive daily emails from BookBub and you can scroll to the bottom of these emails every day and look at BookBub ads that other authors are running. Take ideas from these ads that you see on the bottom of your BookBub emails and test them with your own ads, your own BookBub ads. Now one thing that BookBub ads don't work well for is advertising full price books. Again, this is because they have an audience built up of readers who are looking for deals on books. I've tested BookBub ads to advertise books in Kindle Unlimited and within the ad image, the ad creative using wording such as free in Kindle Unlimited. And although the ads generated clicks, I didn't see a noticeable uptick in the number of page reads. So if things change and I do manage to get them working for Kindle Unlimited books, then I'll be the first to let you know. Another drawback to BookBub ads is if you don't run promos or launches very often, you have to do all your testing during the promo or launch period. Unless you have previously run BookBub ads and already found your winning audiences and your winning ad creative. This can be particularly challenging if you're running, let's say a five or seven day Kindle countdown deal where you've got a very, very limited time window to test, optimize and scale your ads. So that's one tricky thing about BookBub ads is the very limited time window you've got to test if you're not running a consistent 99 cents or free deal with BookBub ads. And as with Facebook ads, there's no real way of tracking your results from your BookBub ads. And by results, I mean sales and page reads. The only real way that you can test the impact of BookBub ads is by running them on their own with no other promos or ads running. And in that case, you can clearly attribute any uptick in sales or page reads or both to the BookBub ads themselves. So that's a quick rundown of the three ad platforms and the pros and cons of each. Now let's answer the question, which ad platform would I start with? 
So my personal recommendation is Facebook ads. This is because I've consistently seen Facebook ads perform the best out of all three ad platforms. Facebook ads are relatively quick to build and launch, not quite as quick as Amazon ads, particularly with an auto-targeting ad, but you don't need to do all the research that you need to do with Amazon ads when you're running Facebook ads. You can send a lot of people to your books very, very quickly with Facebook ads, usually within one or two days. They are very, very cheap to get started with, and as I mentioned earlier, they do have the lowest cost per click. I started with just five pound per day, and I gradually built up from there. You can scale really quickly with Facebook ads. So if you see a good performing ad, you can pump more money into that ad and you will start seeing an impact on your sales and page reads and royalties relatively quickly. Now, if the thought of Facebook ads scares you a little bit and you have at least three books published, then my second recommendation would be Amazon ads. So these are the quickest and the easiest to set up, particularly if you go down the automatic targeting route. They don't require any design skills. You're advertising on a platform where readers are already looking for their next book to read. They also don't take much management to get working well. So you can leave them to their own devices to a certain extent and you don't need to come in and tweak things as often as you would with Facebook ads and BookBub ads. That's my second recommendation. So there you have it. That is going to wrap up today's episode. I'd love to know which ad platform you're going to get started with first and why. Let me know by sending an email to matt at matthewjhomes.com or on the show notes page, which you can get to by visiting matthewjhomes.com forward slash episode two. That's the number two. There's a form on there where you can send me a message directly. And on that page as well, you also find the show notes, the links and other resources mentioned in this episode. Now, if you haven't done so already and you found value in today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you could consider subscribing to the Author Ads Academy podcast. This tells me that you're enjoying the content and I'm providing value to you. It will also help to push this content out to reach more authors who are venturing into the world of ads. Thank you so much. On the next episode then, I'm going to be sharing a recent, in fact, an ongoing case study of advertising free books and whether you should consider doing the same for your free books. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I hope you got massive value out of it and I hope you have a fantastic week writing, a fantastic week marketing and I'll see you again for another episode real soon.